in the army of the Lord. In the army, in the army of the Lord, I'm a soldier. Army, hallelujah! I'm a soldier. <laughs> hallelujah! In the army of the Lord, greetings. It's an honor to be with you again today. We are going to continue on a series from Colossians uh, chapter 1. And today we may just be able to talk about the firstborn of every creature. Uh, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Colossae. And he is speaking about none other than our Lord Jesus Christ himself. The Apostle Paul, and he was an apostle, and he's writing on behalf of Timothy as well. He calls him his brother, and he's writing to the saints and the faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae. And he says to them, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bring it forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day you heard it and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in all every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father who had made us meet, M-E-E-T, or who had made us fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us 
from the power of darkness and has translated us or changed us into the kingdom or transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Wow. Who is the image of the invisible God, i.e. that is, he is God. He is God in the flesh. God manifested. God visible. He is God. God the Son, who is the image of the invisible God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God who is not a figment of our imagination, but who is real, who is substantive, who came to earth in the form of a man. He came and he lived among us and he and he died. He bled and died and gave his life for us in whom we have redemption through his blood. He was a flesh and blood man. God lived uh, amongst us, even the forgiveness of sins. It's a historical fact. Paul is saying here, we have redemption through his blood. His blood was shed, (laughs) even the forgiveness of sins. And in a world uh, that needed to hear, needed to know who Jesus is, in that New Testament world that needed to know the Savior, I feel like we are living in a similar time, a world that needed to know who Jesus is. We are living in an age when the world needs to know who Jesus is again. Somebody say again. And he states for us here in verse 14, in whom we have redemption. We have been brought back through his blood church. This morning, uh, this is a reminder that this is why Jesus came, so that we can be redeemed through his blood. Somebody say, the blood. The world needs to know today, yes, this world that has gone cray, 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 crazy. The world that has gone crazy in every means, in every way possible, uh, our world needs to know that we have redemption, that we can be changed, that we we can be freed through his blood. Hallelujah. And the church 
church, uh, I, I want to reaffirm this morning is that we are free through his blood. We are only free through his blood, not through our degrees, not through our education not true uh, uh not true the technology the smart technology that we're using today but we have been freed by his blood and through his blood and paul uh, says even the forgiveness of sins man's missing need what we are missing today is an understanding that we are sinners and we can and we need forgiveness that could only occur through the blood of Jesus and through faith in Christ and just in case we didn't know who we are talking about who Paul is talking about he goes on to describe and define the Son of God. And he says he is the exact uh, representation or likeness of God. He is the image of the invisible God. Uh, to put them in the words of Jesus himself, uh, he who has seen the Son has seen the Father. And Paul uses a phrase in verse 15, uh, the firstborn of every creature. He is the, the firstborn of every creature and he he says he writes for by him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things were created by him and for him he is before all things and in him all things things hell hold together and last week's uh, last week's template uh, was entitled and today is a continuation of that uh, that he holds everything together he holds me together if it wasn't for him i would have fallen apart this week. If it wasn't for him, I would have fallen apart during my last crisis, my last, my struggles. If it wasn't for him, I might have lost my mind during the pandemic. Uh, things were on the verge of pulling me apart. But because of him, uh, I, I, I'm still together. I haven't lost my mind. Uh, this morning, uh, he can hold you together. Somebody can testify this morning uh, that he is holding me together. Say, he's holding me together. I'm not going to lose it. I'm not going to fall apart because he's holding it together. But this morning, I want to highlight the phrase, uh, he is the firstborn over 
all creation, <laughs> uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, this phrase of firstborn, <laughs> it does not mean that he was born. It does, uh, doesn't mean it's not referring to uh, a birth, <laughs> like, a, like when we are born, uh, when you and I were born. <laughs> He's not talking about, uh, Paul is not, is not referring to this, uh, but he's using uh, uh, theological language. He's he's the firstborn over all creation. Uh, He is the firstborn of every creature. And this speaks uh, not to his birth, and, and some organizations have gotten it twisted. This is a phrase that does not speak to his birth, uh, to, to him being carried in a womb for nine months. But this speaks of his position over the universe, over all creation. He is above and superior to all of the creation, to all things created in the universe. He is superior to all things because he created them, created all things. He is the firstborn of all creation. Means that all creation is subject to him. He is the creator of the universe. It speaks of his position. You see, he is the firstborn of all creation. Uh, and Paul tells us, for by him were all things created. For by him were all things created. To a Jewish mind, this is a clear statement of the deity of Christ. Even uh, every Jew understood uh, this phrase uh, that when Paul was saying that through Jesus all things were created, he is claiming the deity of Christ. You say, Pastor Jackson, why do I say that? It's because in the uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, the creation of the universe is clearly ascribed to God. Uh, yeah. For example, Isaiah 44, 24 says, this uh, uh, is what the Lord says. Your, your Redeemer who formed you in the womb, I am the Lord who has made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. And so God is saying in this and many other places that I alone created the universe, Yahweh, Jehovah, and no one helped me. He was alone. He was alone. He was alone in creating the universe. Yet Paul says in Colossians that it was Jesus who created the universe. How do you reconcile these two scriptures? The scriptures cannot lie and they do not lie. It is 
evident, therefore, that we have a trinity. And that's the only thing that will make these two scriptures make sense. Somebody say it makes sense. It makes no sense at all if there is no not a trinity. And so we put these two verses or verses like them together. What we're seeing is that God the Father created the universe through the Son. He created the universe through his Son so that Paul could be correct and Isaiah could be correct as well. And he created the entire universe, God the Father, through God the Son. And in essence, these two scriptures or scriptures like them can work together because there is no one else outside of the Trinity. And Jesus is God the Son. And he is the firstborn over all creation. As I said, some folks have gotten this twisted and they claim they try to use this to show that he was a created being, uh, Jesus. But actually, uh, this verse here has to do uh, this this phrase that he's the firstborn over all creation has to do with his position in the universe. It, uh, it does not indicate or it has nothing to do with uh, being born in a, in as in a, is in an, out of a woman's womb uh, there is a story in the book of Genesis I'm gonna nutshell this because uh, we're gonna go we're gonna we're out of time hallelujah but there is a story when Manasseh and Ephraim uh, Joseph's two sons are brought before Jacob for a blessing and uh, and and Manasseh was the physical firstborn but when Ephraim the younger of the when the younger son comes before Jacob Jacob stretches forth his hands and pronounces a blessing upon Ephraim and calls him the firstborn so so firstborn has nothing to do with birthing in the human sense but it has to do with position. So Paul is saying that Jesus is positioned above all of creation. Hallelujah. I'm glad that my God is uh, is over all of creation. Christ Jesus, he has the preeminence. Glory be to God. He is great and greatly to be praised. He stands first. Hallelujah. In line, hallelujah. He has the preeminence over all creation. His name is above every name. His name is the highest of all. He stands above all the rest of creation. Firstborn is a position of prominence. Hallelujah. Let us not forget that. He is highly exalted and lifted up.
I know we are living in a time when the culture wants us to not worship him, to deny him, to not give him the position that he belongs. They don't want us to testify about him. They don't want us to, to witness about him. They don't want us to tell others about him. But this morning, nobody can change the fact that he is above all things. He is over all of creation. He is over all of the universe. He was before all things and he will be after all things. After Trump is gone, after Biden is gone, after the Democrats are gone, after the Republicans are gone, he will still be above all things and before all things. So I don't worry about what others say because I know that at the end of history, he will be there. He is before all things. I know he's above all things. I don't worship man. I don't worship the culture. I don't worship a political ideology. But I worship him who was over all of creation. Glory be to God, church. Glory be to God, saints. Hallelujah. He is. He is. He is first in my life. I've given him the preeminence. Glory, hallelujah. His name is still above every name. Hallelujah. I bow to Jesus this morning. I bow to Jesus this morning.